Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Isaac Newton Institute podcast. Uh, my name is Dan Aspel and I'm the communications manager here. Today I'm very happy to say that I'm joined by Matt Parker. Hi Dan, yeah, <laughs> good to be here. Fantastic. Um, so Matt is, uh, for those who haven't heard of him, which can't be very many people, uh, is a maths communicator, an author, uh, YouTuber and uh, many other things I'm sure which you'll tell me in a moment. But the reason you're here is for an event which is being hosted at INI over three days called Talking Maths in Public. So you've been comparing, I think it's probably the best word. Yeah, I've been hosting. And so the conference, this is the second time in this specific iteration we've done the Talking Maths in Public conference. And I say that just carefully because there was one maybe 10 years ago called How to Talk Maths in Public. And there's another thing called the Matrix Conference, which is very similar. But we realized there was no kind of community maths communication conference. Mm. And so a few people who were quite active uh, in the mass communication world, and everyone's quite friendly and lovely, uh, got together a couple of years ago and decided we should have a kind of, you know, community-led conference. Mm, absolutely. And it's been absolutely hugely attended. I, you know, it's at capacity, uh, without doubt, possibly a little over, but we might not say that. Um, so at least 120 people here today, really buzzing atmosphere. Um, has it been this way in every other conference? Yeah, it, and it's nice. It's definitely gotten bigger as the years have gone on, including all the different types of conferences like this. And it's interesting to see, I've been doing um, mass communication work in the UK for just over 10 years now and watching the community grow and develop. It's been mm. very interesting. When I started, there weren't that many people doing it. But now we've got everyone. We've got people who are like academics who've been doing it Mm. But on and off, they've been in some form of communication for decades, right through to we've got someone who's just finished their first year in undergraduate maths, but they want to get into doing communication. Mm. And everyone in between, and people who do it for a living, people who do it as a hobby, people who do it as part of their work or part of their mathematical research. And so it's nice to have such a buzzing and varied community of people who's, who's one, one thing in common across all different ways, all different medium, uh, is how they like to communicate. They, they just want to get maths across to other people. Yeah, and I guess few people have done it in, in the, the way that you have, I guess. And, and you were saying that the, the scene has been growing almost exponentially over the past decade and, and that. Um, it's a wonderful thing to see. Do you think that this is a kind of a golden age of maths communication? I'm borrowing that phrase from an interview I did with someone only a couple of weeks ago. So I'd like a to golden age? A golden age. Uh, Ooh, it might Chris be Brunk a... Yeah, it might be a golden age. It's interesting because there have always been big bits of maths and science communication. Like the Royal Institution lectures and discourses and stuff go back, you know, nearly two centuries now. Mm. And they were they were huge at the time. People loved coming along. But there, I think there's definitely been, on the time scale of looking at, in like, a decade or two, there's definitely been a swing up. Mm. And I think also what's probably been... Well, maybe two things, actually. There's been an increase in people who can do this sort of stuff for a living. Mm. So like myself, I'm self-employed as a mass communicator, which is very exciting. But also universities are putting, and various institutions, more and more importance and therefore funding and and also counting towards career progression. Mm. So now, actually, as an academic, it's a very good time due to the you know recent cultural change that universities are supporting this sort of stuff. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that we would use these sort of this tone and these terms if we we're talking about other sciences perhaps. So why is it do you think that maths has, needs this boost or this culture to exist? I think maths just needs a lot of um, good PR. <laughs> and it's a good point because we're, we're very close to the science communication world and there are loads of great SciCom, as it's called, um, conferences. But 
But they can show pretty pictures of galaxies and chemistry can set things on fire or explode things and biology has got all sorts of uh, fascinating animals or incredible impact to humans in terms mm. of biological research. But then maths is kind of out by itself and you go, well, how do you make maths exciting for the general public? Which means both that um, there's a general sense that maths isn't very exciting or it's boring. And so a lot of people you talk to will be like, oh, I hated maths at school or I never got maths or it's not for me or I'm just, I'm not very good at it and all these things. So, it, it, Which is almost an open door to push against because maths is more interesting than people appreciate and it, it, there are some great visuals once you get into it and interesting stories and applications and all these things. Um, but also, the, the other side is, the thing about maths is you've got to be very creative to bring it alive. And so I think it's interesting the sort of people who gravitate towards maths communication. Some of them are just very into the maths and want more people to be into it as well. And some of them are very creative and enjoy the challenge of taking something that can be as esoteric as mathematics and making it accessible and exciting to as wide an audience as possible. So you do this kind of thing and you uh, make videos, you come on podcasts like this, you uh, write books. And as I said before we turn the mic on, I actually bought your book when I started doing this. That's very nice I wanted you, a little... I'd already agreed to do the interview for the record. <laughs> yeah. um, but the question I was leading to is, of all those things, what's your favourite part of your work? That's a great question. And I would be bored without any one of them. Hmm. Because I used to be a full-time maths teacher in secondary schools. And I still miss that. But I do a lot of time going into schools, doing sessions. And I do um, a thing called Maths Inspiration that Rob Easterway runs where we do big events for teenagers and get maths speakers. And I would miss working with teenagers. I think it's important. Also work with universities and undergraduates a lot. Which, mm. I would, again, I'd miss not working with the kind of academic world. And then, but also, like, I'd miss doing YouTube if I didn't do that. I'd miss writing books. And I think any one thing I would be reluctant to give up. Mm. Actually, my voice is a little bit gravelly at the moment because I just was at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, the biggest arts festival okay. in the world. Yeah, yeah. So I just did 28 shows uh, <laughs> in the last uh, 27 days, right? And and But again, I don't do that often. Every couple of years I go and do the Fringe, but I would mm. really miss it if I didn't do it. So, so I'm in a very fortunate position. I get to pick so many different things. I think if there was one thing, oh, God, goodness, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say YouTube videos because I think that's the biggest impact for... For anything I do, that's the biggest impact. It's the biggest mm. audience by a long way. But it's a self-selecting audience who have chosen to watch the videos. And so that's, yeah. I don't know, maybe, they are, yeah, hmm. they tend to tough that, question. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you get when you come on the hard Exactly, you go straight to the hard question. Um, I was going to ask you as well about the uh, uh, when you put these things out there and the, the YouTube videos particularly. Uh, they have a kind of atmosphere to them, an attitude, which I think is so uh, exciting, especially for the young and those not involved in maths, because it cuts to the heart of what is exciting about the, the topic, perhaps. And is there one thing, I'm trying, I, I could think of a number of examples of videos of yours I've seen, but is there one that you can think of which you were proud of in terms of having the most impact, Ooh, grabbing that, people's attention? That is interesting, because doing stuff on YouTube, it's interesting, because I tend to go for videos which are about an exciting maths topic and are kind of like a teaser, like a trailer for maths. Hey, here's an interesting thing. And I do go into it in depth, obviously. Yeah. Sometimes too much depth, but that's my choice to make. And there are other channels. So one of the people at the conference, Primrose Kitten, um, is a teacher. 
and mm. she Jen makes fantastic revision videos mm. and gets a very different audience but people who need to learn maths her videos are incredible mm. um, and the number file I mean Brady who makes number files here and James Grimes here and people do these incredible videos but it's are you trying to teach a thing in the YouTube video are you trying to inspire I'm trying to give people a taste of what it's like to do maths and I'm trying to give them a sample of the joy of being a mathematician so all for mathematicians like the favorite part of doing maths is discovering new things finding patterns unexpected uses and all these little wonderful moments I'm trying to like how can I get that across in a YouTube video and so I think probably actually probably I did one about spreadsheets where I convert a digital image into a spreadsheet and so I get the red, green, and blue values from the pixels of a photo of me. And I use conditional formatting in Excel to recreate shades of red, green, blue. And as you zoom out of the spreadsheet, suddenly you see the picture. Oh, cool. And so you start from the mass at the bottom and you come all the way out to this huge, it's a big moment of wow. But it's also an application, but it's the mass is clever. And that's what I'm striving for, those kind of yeah. moments of... Yeah. Amazing maths and great applications and that wow moment that mathematicians strive for. Wow. I mean, seeing how busy you've been today and how actually in a few minutes you have to go and do the walking tour. I'm doing the walking tour, yeah. (laughs) And how you've just come from Edinburgh. Would you say that energy is your currency? Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, It's a scarce resource, I give you that much. Um, It's it's a strange one because, yeah, you've got to bring... Enthusiasm is infectious. And so when people ask me, they're like, oh, I want to start a YouTube channel or I want to do talks or I do like, like... um, you know, I was at the fringe because I also work as a stand-up comedian. I want to get into comedy. I think enthusiasm is what you need. And mm. if you're genuinely passionate about a topic, then watching people who are passionate is, is inherently interesting. And so if you, like I tell you, when you get into stand-up, think of something you're passionate about and then mm. write comedy about that. Because mm. if you're writing about something you don't care about, you're not nearly as engaging, which is why all my stand up is maths based <laughs> I've got a very niche demographic uh, and likewise with teenagers if you try and impress a teenager they'll be disinterested very or uninterested frankly, very quickly but if you're not trying to impress them but you're just passionate about it and you love it yeah. um, obviously they'll, they'll be a little bit um, sarcastic about it but it's infectious and they can't help it right and so yeah, yeah absolutely right. I think enthusiasm genuine enthusiasm or very realistic Pretending to be genuinely <laughs> enthusiastic uh, will work, and that will that works in so many different types of communication. Well, it's this wonderful mix of skills, and seeing you introduce the event today, uh, even that introduction was amusing. And like, it didn't sound at all like it had been prepared. You know, you were just chatting I, away in a very. I would way. like to pretend I had scripted it, but that was just I was given the notes and I went and chatted to an audience. Yeah, oh, it's a joy to watch, and I, this conversation could happily go on a lot longer but I need to let you go now uh, so uh, check out check out sorry standupmaths.com I believe it's your website correct you can find all kinds of things that you're up to there and uh, thanks again Matt Parker for My absolute pleasure taking the time alright cheers then